And welcome back to another Pogo podcast where we check in with our investigators as they work to expose government corruption and explore solutions. My name is Ari Goldberg. So all eyes are now upon President-elect Donald Trump and his transition into office. But there are some exciting things that have actually been happening under the radar on Capitol Hill during the lame duck session of Congress. Joining us now to talk about two things that we're particularly excited about is Pogo Policy Council Liz Hempowitz. Liz, thanks for stepping in today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so the last time you were here, you mentioned a dangerous provision in the defense budget that would have expanded the Pentagon's ability to hide secrets from public scrutiny. Can you talk about that? What is the latest? Uh, so the Pentagon was asking for essentially an agency-wide carve-out to the Freedom of Information Act. That's FOIA. That provision was dropped out of the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, uh, while it was in conference. It was only included in the Senate version of the bill, which means that they had a lot of leeway in conference to to take it out. And they did. And and what would that have done? Let's Can you remind us? Yes. Uh, so what that would have done is essentially give uh, the Pentagon the power to withhold any unclassified document that it wanted from release under FOIA. FOIA is one of the biggest tools for public oversight over the federal government. The Freedom of Information Act. Yes, yes. And so who do we have to thank for this uh, legislative achievement? Uh, so the big champions in the Senate were Senator Leahy and Senator Grassley. They were working for months. Uh, they tried a few different ways to, to have this um, section removed from the the Senate bill before it left the Senate, and then they kept up that pressure once uh, once the uh, House and Senate Armed Services Committees went into conference. And in the House, we have uh, Representative Cummings. He was doing a lot of that same work on the House side. Mm -hmm. What about what about groups off the Hill like Pogo, who of course was <laughs> instrumental in, in making yes. this happen? Yes, I can't forget us. Yeah, uh, we you know we raised this issue months ago. Uh, we raised this issue with um, with a lot of our partners on FOIA work two years ago when it happened then. Also, we should be thanking the reporters who wrote stories about it. Reporters are kind of reticent to write about FOIA sometimes because it's mostly a tool for journalists, uh, which I think is a reason why they should be writing about it more. But but I think it's kind of seen as, as a little too self-serving, but I think it made a huge difference uh, that there was more and more public attention about this. And so it's gone, but it's not forgotten. Are we concerned that it may uh, rear its head in another legislative vehicle coming up? Yeah, it would be incredibly naive to think that just because this uh, this provision was dropped this time that we won't see it again. Uh, the Pentagon asked for it two years ago and was told no. They asked for it again this year, and they heard yes from the Senate. You know, I, I don't... I don't think it would be crazy to expect it to come again next year. You know, the NDA is passed every year. And so I, I would definitely expect uh, the Pentagon to ask for it again. I also expect other agencies to, to be asking for these, these agency-wide carve-outs because, they're, you know, it takes up three or four lines of legislative text. In these bills that are almost 1,000 pages long, it's, uh, it's really easy to bury them in there, but it can have significant effects on the ability for the public to conduct oversight. Okay, thanks. So to, um, to use a military metaphor, I guess this is a bullet dodged for now. For now. Uh, and the second thing, uh, you, you said that we've had two recent uh, legislative victories. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So in, the same, in that same legislation, just goes to show you how broad these, these uh, giant bills are, we had another victory. Uh, we were able to expand uh, military whistleblower protections um, 
what we got this time, what our victory was, is uh, an, of a, an expansion of what is considered reprisal against whistleblowers. And so uh, now if the Pentagon conducts retaliatory investigation against a whistleblower, that counts as retaliation and they can be punished for it. So just what, you know, just to clarify what this would mean for, you know, on the ground for a, for a possible whistleblower, no longer can he or she um, have an investigation opened up against them during which time the Pentagon could deny them benefits or just exp like extend the investigation forever, right? And, and yeah. like disrupting their lives. Yeah, let me let me take a step back and explain why this is uh, why it, this is such a big deal. So it's incredibly easy for a federal agency to to get a whistleblower complaint and then open an investigation into that whistleblower uh, for no other reason than they blew the whistle on something. Uh, and then you know it's a it's a win-win for the agency because either they find something and that's and and they are able to say look this was a legitimate investigation look what we found now we're going to fire this whistleblower we're going to demote this whistleblower we're going to prosecute this whistleblower or or they don't find anything and they don't lose because it's you know they did their due diligence and they were just trying to make sure that this was a good faith whistleblowing uh, conversation and so. So it's really easy. It takes almost no agency resources to do it. They look good. Uh, but, while, but while they're doing that, the person can be suffering. Yeah, no, it's, and it's incredible. So it's very easy for the agency to do, and it's incredibly damaging for the whistleblower. Uh, these investigations can last years. They can be removed from their jobs in, in the interim. They can be separated from uh, you know, their units. They can have their security clearances taken. Uh, benefits denied. Benefits denied. So there are so there are a whole host of repercussions for these whistleblowers, and and no repercussions for the agency except for now. Wow, that's a, so that is good news. And can you kind of walk us through how we were able to achieve this uh, success? Well, this is a huge deal, and it definitely wouldn't have happened without the work of the House and the Senate whistleblower caucuses. Uh, so in the Senate, we have Senators Boxer, Grassley. Wyden, Markey, Tester, Gillibrand, Johnson, and Ernst to thank for this. Uh, they've been working on this for, for over a year. They've been uh, working through this language. And on the House side, uh, we have the four co-chairs of the House Whistleblower Caucus, uh, Representatives Speer, Kaufman, Blum, and Rice. And you personally have been working on this issue for as long as you've been at POGO, right? <laughs> That's true. So POGO was started in part by military whistleblowers. And so it's not just that we only care about military whistleblowers, but um, a lot of our work is based on tips that we get from whistleblowers. And so we have every incentive to try and help them. And we see that so many of these whistleblowers are people who are just trying to do good. And so the fact that they're not uh, celebrated, that they're retaliated against by the, by the very agencies and the government that they're trying to make better is incredibly sad and so anytime we get this kind of victory you know I just I want to thank everybody who is involved and keep up the keep up the fight because there are tons of whistleblowers who don't have this particular uh, coverage and who are kind of uh, left out there to dry. So I see you're not going to pat yourself on the back so I'm going to come around and give you give you a pat on the back because you really have been uh, taking the lead here at Pogo and I know that the whole staff is uh, is grateful for, for the work that you do on whistleblowers. Well, thank you. I'm definitely not doing it alone. I have our uh, partners at the Strauss Military Reform Project here at Pogo to thank as well, Mandy Smithberger and Dan Grazier. So those are two big victories. Are there any other hopes and dreams we have uh, uh, out of this session in Congress? Yes, what we would really like to see is passage of the Inspectors General Empowerment Act. There would be a ton of benefit for passing this legislation. It's extremely important. We have a whole bunch of information about it on our website. But I will just take a few minutes to explain to you one thing that it would do. 
So it would allow, it, it, this sounds silly, but it would allow inspectors general access to all information and all documents that the agency has. And you're giving me a look like you think they should already have this power. And uh, they should, and they technically do uh, under one reading of the inspector general act which says that they have access to all agency documents. Unfortunately, there's been an Office of Legal Counsel opinion in the last two years that says, you know, that the agency should be able to, to have final say over what documents that the, their inspectors general can, can have. So this would close that, that sort of strange loophole. Yeah, yes. Uh, and by strange, I mean something that something that undermines the, the whole purpose of an inspector general. Yeah, the clever turn of phrase uh, in discussing this has been that right now all doesn't mean all, and all should mean all, because the word in the inspector general act is all documents. And are you hopeful that we'll get to this point where all means all? I am hopeful. Uh, last week, we saw some last-minute concerns raised by Senator McCain. Uh, in the in the time since then, he and uh, Senator Grassley, who's spearheading this legislation, have worked through those con uh, concerns, and and we're hopeful that we'll see it. But you can never say what's what's going to happen. So we're right. hopeful, but I don't want to jinx us. Okay, so we've had two big wins on the hill. Let's uh, let's hope for a third. Liz Hempowitz, Pogo's uh, Policy Council. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we are the Project on Government Oversight, exposing corruption and exploring solutions. This podcast was produced by Yulia Giorgio and Hallie Zander, featuring the music of Bombadil. My name is Ari Goldberg. For more, visit pogo.org, and you can always check us out on Facebook and Twitter.